listening to the coffee hour i'm sarah golseth i'm andy bates thanks to concordia university wisconsin for your support of the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon so in the midst of everything going on in our world today uh maybe you've you've seen the news uh out of mid michigan all the flooding that has happened recently because of all of the heavy rainfall that we've been happening and this is my home state so it makes me especially sad uh to see all of the, all of what's going on in mid michigan and we wanted to give you an update on uh, how the LCMS is responding to this, as there are Lutheran churches in that area. Joining us today is Reverend Dr. Ross Johnson, Director of LCMS Disaster Response, to give us a little bit of insight into what's going on. Thanks for joining us on the Coffee Hour. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here with you. So give us an overview of uh, what uh, the current situation is in mid-Michigan. In mid-Michigan, they're dealing with a compounding series of factors. They have dams that have broke. They've had high water levels. They've had a lot of rain. I saw one news uh, paper explain that Michigan right now, and really the greater upper Midwest of the United States, is kind of like a sponge that has absorbed so much water. It's completely full and can't absorb any more. So as uh, fl- floods and rainwater and more rain is predicted, uh, the flooding continues and continues. Especially in the middle of Michigan, the greater Saginaw area, specifically around Midland, Michigan, there's extensive flooding that's been going on this last week. We happen to have a large, dense Lutheran population that's in that area, a lot of congregations. We have LERT, that's Lutheran Early Response Teams, that's a trained LCMS members that are organized, coordinated. They know how to respond to a disaster in a safe manner that are in that area that have already started to respond. One of the, the, the hard things right now in Michigan is responding under the COVID-19 restrictions. So that's been making our assessments of the area and also developing an action plan a little bit different responding in this era of COVID. It certainly does, I'm sure, impact how LERT teams can respond. What are LERT teams able to do at this point because um, with those restrictions in place? Well, a couple of things that our LERT teams are doing is they are handing out cleaning supplies, five-gallon buckets that we stuff full of cleaning materials, sanitation supplies, so that as homeowners are going through their home and sanitizing and bringing out all the dirty mud flood water and tearing out their walls and throwing out all of their flooded, um, all, all their all the property that they have that's been flooded and destroyed. They're going through and cleansing and sanitizing their homes. So we're giving out those products, but we're also utilizing local LERT team members in the area to help those residents that are recovering. We have restrictions. We can't bring members in from out of state. So it's really people that are in that area, Lutherans, that are not only caring for other Lutherans, um, but for their greater community. As uh, Christians, we don't only care for other Christians. Uh, we care for the broader community. Anybody that needs help, we offer that help in the name of Christ. 
So how has the flooding impacted the local congregations in the Midland area and the, the surrounding communities that were impacted by the floods? Well, thankfully, we don't have any reports yet of any substantial flooding that has hit LCMS congregation buildings. We do have dozens and dozens of Lutheran members and some church workers whose homes have been flooded, whether it's anywhere from a few inches of water up until you know multiple feet of water. We're helping those members out the best that we can by helping them muck out their homes. We're going to be giving grants so that as they're living in temporary facilities and they're trying to get materials to rebuild their house, they'll have those funds available. But uh, we're, we're really focused on making sure that in the name of Christ, we're able to help out the greater community in that whole Midland area. And we're on standby waiting to respond to floods outside of the state of Michigan as well, as we anticipate this could be a, a flooding season for across the whole upper Midwest. Hmm. Tell us more about the communities uh, that, that you're responding to, the, the, uh, who lives in these communities, and, and what the damage has, has been across the region. One thing that we see when a flood happens is it's such a destructive a natural event. Because the floodwaters will come up, and this isn't like you have a leaky faucet that you just kind of clean up after that might do some water damage, but you're actually getting river water, you're getting sewer water in, so it completely destroys everything that it touches. So even if you get a few feet or a few inches of water, it's extremely difficult. And insurance rarely covers flood um, mitigation and uh, reconstruction of your house after a flood. So economically, it's completely devastating to people. Uh, and a lot of the people that we're helping are homeowners that are middle-class, lower-income homes, uh, that are owner-occupied homes. And they're people that don't have extra funds, especially because so many people have been without work with COVID-19. So you really see how there's multiple natural disasters, economic disasters that are hitting people across the United States, and especially in the Michigan area, everything's kind of converging together right now. Flooding has happened over the last few years. I mean, it's been happening for many years, but in Nebraska, I believe it was uh, last year and here in Missouri mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. What are some things that we've learned in disaster response and that um, LCMS congregations and alert teams um, can do? What have we learned from some of the flooding that's happened here in the Midwest that might be helpful for our friends in Michigan who are experiencing the flooding right now? Well, a few things in general that we've learned is having a team and uh, Lutheran members that are trained, equipped, prepared, and taught before a disaster happens makes for the best and the smoothest organized response that we can possibly do. But the second thing that we've learned is that when we help our neighbor in a time of need in the name of Christ, people in the community are wildly receptive to it. As the United States becomes more and more secular and closed off to Christianity and the Christian message and to Lutheran churches, they're very open in a time of need when Lutherans and Christians want to get together to help people that are going through a crisis. It's always very well received when our alert team members knock on somebody's door saying, can we help you at this time? Almost every single time I've ever heard of people are receiving Lutherans, receiving Christians in the name of Christ. Sometimes we get to share the gospel. Sometimes we don't get that opportunity. But uh, we always want to uh, make sure that the community knows that Lutherans care. Lutherans are there to help, to serve their community. And we do all of our work without asking for a dime from anybody. 
All of our work is free. We uh, serve and we do hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of uh, work for free in communities. And we don't ask anybody to help us. Uh, and we actually give out very often tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in grants uh, to help people in their times of needs. What's next in the steps? You mentioned that... Um you know, cleaning supplies are being used to help folks clean out the their homes. Uh, what's next in this process? Well, we're constantly making an assessment of what are the needs in Michigan right now, because those needs are constantly changing. And so as we're making assessments of those needs, we're also constantly developing and reevaluating our action plan of which homes need to be helped, how we can be most useful, how we can be most helpful. And what are the needs of the people? Is it temporary housing? Is it food? Is it uh, uh, gift cards so that they can start replacing some essential items? So we're constantly making that uh, that um, assessment an ongoing assessment in that community. We have a district disaster coordinator in Michigan who is helping us in that area since it's very difficult for people outside of the state to get into the area. I talked to him this morning. He was renting and driving a U-Haul full of materials and supplies that are going to be showing up in that Midland, Michigan area that is going to be disseminated and uh, spread out and gifted to people in the community so that they can be taking care of their emergency that they're going through. Who are some of the people that uh, people or organizations that you've been able to work with since this is such a unique situation to be dealing with this flooding uh, in the midst of a pandemic? We're very blessed in the Michigan area to have dozens and dozens of LCMS congregations. We utilize our LCMS congregations as a hub or like a center of outreach and evangelism and mercy work into the community. So when a natural disaster like this or a flood happens, we typically have Lutheran congregations that we're able to work through, uh, that we're able to send materials and resources and then spread those materials and resources from those congregations into the greater area. And uh, we're doing that through various congregations in the Midland, greater Midland, uh, Michigan area. And so we already have a very effective, efficient uh footing into the community in which we are working. And nobody seems to know the needs of their community or their community better than Lutheran congregations because they've been there for a hundred years. They're ensconced into the community. They know who the needs, the needy people are. They know what the issues that affect the community are. And they're very well equipped to be able to address their community's needs. Absolutely. So for people in uh, in Michigan, or if there are people outside of Michigan who want to help, are there ways for people to to uh, give or donate? Or uh, how can people help with this yeah, flooding effort? There's two great ways that somebody can contribute towards this relief work. One is to go to lcms.org slash disaster. That's our website. It has information about the work that we do. There's an article about the response work that's happening in Michigan, lcms.org slash disaster. They can give, and we will put that money towards flooding uh, or to a greater response. Uh, if they're concerned about uh, flooding disasters that's going to be happening this spring uh, or to general response work, they can contribute towards that. They can also uh, Google and uh, look up 
the Michigan District of the LCMS, on their website, they also are, are taking donations to multiple disaster responses that they're doing across the state of Michigan as well. Well, uh, the people of Michigan and all of those congregations in mid-Michigan are certainly in our prayers during this time, having to deal with a uh, flooding disaster on top of, of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Pastor Johnson, thanks so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour today to, to share with us about the disaster response efforts. Thank you. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. <laughs>